You're listening to the Go to Bed podcast, brought to you exclusively by Bad Touch Supply. Gloves for your hands. Go to bed. But we're gonna get unblocked. Sometimes you see him out there and he's just fucking asleep. Get a pillow, get a blanket. No, not a fucking dirt bag. What takes me the longest when I'm syncing it up is fucking finding where where you start because the intro fades into us right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's some key points, uh, like key moments yeah, that I try to line it up with. <laughs> so you should create a course on video editing. <laughs> I'd sell out. Just imagine buying a course and that is what the content is. There's like, you know, the videos, like the lessons and shit, but it's you explaining things just like that. Like I look for little key points right here where I line it up. You <laughs> you know, don't focus on shit like that the <laughs> other guys tell you. You're like, Yeah, that's like fucking uh like the hardest like just listen for the key points and it's really hard right there. And Everyone just, would be like, dude, I know less about editing now than I did when I started this fucking program. And I'd be like, dude, Ken Burns did it and you can't, you know? <laughs> like, no refunds. Absolutely none. Uh, not today's day and age, dude, at all. What's going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to another episode of Go to Bed. I'm your co-host, Peaky, joined with my co-host. Far right, JP. Yeah, how far? You have to... I'm, I said that as like a little fishing. I'm casting a bait out there because I'm really gonna go far right today after the paywall. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of the paywall, Patreon.com/slash Go to Bed Podcast. Two bucks a month for the full episodes as soon as we drop them. Five bucks a month for the same exact thing, but just to prove to your friends that you're not a cheap <laughs> motherfucker. And ten bucks a month, you can call in live to the show whenever we figure out how to do that. Shout out to Stefeffin and, and Conway. Conway. Yeah, exactly. That's right. We got some uh, some shit going on in the Patreon this week. Shout out to a new patron. <laughs> we got some shit going on. Yeah, there's some shit. I fucking everyone who's not on the Patreon behind the paywall is missing out on some shit. So shout out to uh, Sam Daniels, new patron this week. Oh shit! Uh, we talked shit about him last week. Said yeah. he's our number one fan and not even on Patreon. <laughs> Immediately, fucking it was. I accidentally because once again. You fucked up my schedule by not having the videos done. So on Saturday, I usually upload the fucking episode, schedule it for Monday morning. Yeah. And couldn't do it until Sunday. And I fucked up. And instead of push schedule, I accidentally pushed publish. Mm. It was Sunday night. And I was like, ah, fuck it, whatever. And it wasn't even, it was less than it was like at 30 minutes later new patron sam fucking right when it dropped he's got notifications on huh? oh yeah oh yeah. he's like yes day early mm-hmm. I'm listening to the day off so shout out to him new patron this week shout out to him but also bro i know your name has an s on it daniels but i want to say there's only one of you so i'm just gonna say sam daniel yeah i don't know what he's thinking with that fucking it's plural like- last name yeah, it's actually it's actually kind of scary. It's like, what if he always talked in third person? Like, what if you were named J.P. Preston's? 
You'd think I'd have a conjoined twin or something. Yeah, and then it would be the Prestonses. Oh, we're headed over to the Prestonses. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wouldn't make any fucking sense. It'd be apostrophe S, apostrophe S. Yeah, exactly. Or like apostrophe, it'd be S, apostrophe E-S. Dude, fuck spelling. Yeah. The Daniel, Straight up. Hey, we're dude. going over to the Daniels' house. Then he, then the, the Daniels' is house, and we're going to... I already edited it. it, it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what took you so long this weekend. Um, and then uh, as far as the shit going on in the Patreon, uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Ty Crittenden because he said, you know, last week we had some guys that we didn't know who the fuck they were. Remember mm-hmm. the new patrons? And he said, shout out to Jimmy and Chandler from work for hopping on the Patreon. It's that easy to tell your friends, you lazy fucks. Uh, dude, TC. He's doing he's it the for number us. one, dude. So there he's you go. He's the juggalo of Bad Touch. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. The same people that sell gloves for Bad Touch. He's he's not a juggalo. He actually sent me a video. Did he send it to you? Of Colby so. Booth. I didn't know this guy, this legend, dude. It was, a, it was like a play once video on Instagram. Ah, I fucking wish I like could, took a screenshot or something because I forgot what he was wearing, but he hopped out of his mom's car. Straight up, he hopped out of his mom's car with like funny glasses on, like a old bright, like your old valet coat, but bright. And a cool, a funny shirt and some glasses. And I don't know if he was like smoking a cig or drinking beer or something. And they're like, this guy right here, you're like a, a Patreon listener. I'm like, who the fuck is that? That dude's rad. And he said something hella funny to the camera. He's like, that's the one and only Colby Booth. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Yeah. He's sick. That's our fucking clientele I think right he there. was drinking in his mom's car. That's like, dude, yeah. that is so sick, dude. <laughs> That's one of the best places to drink. If you're gonna drink, make sure you do it in your mom's car. Mm-hmm. Hey, officer, it's not registered to me. It's pretty not much even my legal. Car. Yeah. yeah, it's not my car. It's legal. <laughs> is that why it took you so long to register the Saturn? Just in case you're like, dude, it's not even mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I I remember I had to make an appointment. That's why. Yeah. That's what it took so long. It wasn't me. It was a fucking state no, of Nevada. It was, it was definitely you because you didn't schedule your appointment until you had the car for months when my mom was like, hey, did he register that? And and the registration ended two days after I, my appointment was scheduled. Right. Your mom was just way on. Your mom was like six months on top of it. Mm-hmm. No, she had nothing else to do. That's why. That was She's impressive. like, we know what's coming up here. It's like I, I didn't, she, the yeah. registration for the Saturn was coming up, and then there was nothing on her schedule until my birthday in November. I know. I was like, I wanted to like drive down there in the Saturn and be like, hey, Nancy, like just pump the brakes a little bit. It's going to be okay. That wasn't her issue, though. It was because it was still registered to them. So if you fucking crashed or some shit, it's regist- It's their car. It's registered to them. That's what she was worried about. Oh, could have got a lawsuit she out would, of it. And she was trying to protect you by not having the registration lapse. So you would have to like True. pay to reinstate, reinstate it and shit. But yeah, yeah. That, she was worried about that, but she was more worried about the liability that you were putting on them by not putting the car in your name. Yeah. Uh. I do know a couple of good lawyers. Shout out to Damon Booth. <laughs> he could have helped me get a couple G's out of yeah, that. He, no, could, he could be a fucking patron, but he's not. Damon? Yeah. I know he could be. He would love the last half of the shows. Well, Eric is. He might f- f- 
like floated over to him or some shady friend shit, you know? Nah, he's too busy in fucking Laguna Beach, not doing shit. Eric? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's in Laguna right now. Why? Financial advisor life. You know, market goes up, fucking take a day off. Hit the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> if you had a little more education, you could be like a financial advisor. You think so? Yeah, because that's totally your type of job. You're like, oh, something happened. Something good happened yesterday. I can take the next four days off. I'm doing that right now. I don't need to change my <laughs> occupation. That's dude. what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. in my perfect. I, I'm born to be this job right now. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, some people are born to be like, you know, pastors and construction owners and shit and like, or like influencers and stuff. It's like, nah, I was born to do exactly this. And you were born to sell real estate and born be a real, to sell. <laughs> real estate mogul, you know? Uh, I had a coaching call this morning and he, he's, my coach started it with, he was like, you know, my man, how's it going? Um, you know, and then like the first thing he said, he was like, dude, your friend, or he's like, your podcast with your friend, what's his name, JP? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, that guy, he is like, a fucking cartoon character. I'm like, I know. I've described <laughs> him that way, exactly that way before. He is a fucking a cartoon, cartoon character. Yeah. Like yeah. what cartoon character? I something that's not of this world. Like something that is made up. You know, huh. it would be like in a cartoon show. Huh. And I was like, yeah, like everyone that meets him, like that's how it is, and. I was like, and that's how he is in real life, too. Like, he'll meet someone, and within three seconds, he's saying some fucking dumb shit when he's never met the person before. He was like, dude, that's so much better that he's, that's not like an act for the show. I was like, no, not at all. Like, that's how he is. Speaking of that, there's this one voicemail I left. I was trying to pitch to this golf course. (sighs) What? You're going to pitch over voicemail? No, no. I wasn't really pitching. I was just saying, like, like... I, I, I'll give you some tips after your story on how to make, be more successful next time. Thanks. That's what I needed. But what what I was like, damn, I shouldn't have said that, was like I did some work for Arrow Creek, and I started to sound like I was pitching. I was trying to just say, I call me back. This is kind of what I do. And once I got into like what I do, I was like, I, like, I do know golf, and I did some stuff for Arrow Creek, this and that. And I was like, Anyways, like, fuck, I caught myself, you know? And I bet that guy listens like, who the fuck is this kid? You know what I mean? never would get a call back from that. And I haven't. Yeah. I call him every day, though, so no, I'm just kidding. You should, though. (laughs) Maybe every day. I still email the marketing guy, dude, every Friday. Yeah, because, um, well, one, this is just personal preference. Like, I never fucking listen to voicemails. People Dude, leave them and I never listen. listen to it. Like I might read like the first little thing, the transcript, but that's it and never sit there and listen. But I, I have noticed that just on average, people don't listen to voicemails anymore. But depending on the person, sometimes people do. If they're like old school or whatever, like some of the buyers I have to deal with, like if they leave me voicemails, I'll call them back and I will leave them voicemails because clearly they still – do no that voicemail so is, they're gonna yeah. listen to it anyone else i don't even leave a voicemail at all just because my experience i was like i don't fucking listen to voicemails so this person probably doesn't either when you were a kid did you have a little voicemail machine at home mm-hmm. yeah 
And you come back and hit play and make you have four new voicemails, you know? <laughs> yep. All bullshit, too. And, and one of them was like, yeah, if like Uncle Ricky died, you know, you're like, Gee, oh, shit. Like, hey, kids, get, you know, next. It's all next voice. What happened to Uncle Ricky? Oh, <laughs> he ate salmon, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like right. fucking things on speaker. Can't, no volume control, just 10. Loud. Yeah. Yeah, loud. <laughs> That's how my parents' house beep, still is right now. They have the machine? No, but they have, well, it, you know, it's a house phone. <clears throat> Not with the separate machine, but loud as fuck. House phone? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because my dad's fucking 92 years old, and he yeah. can't fucking hear. So, like, the TV, Fox <laughs> News, loud as fuck. He doesn't need text in Morse code or something like that? You don't text, dude. <laughs> you got a fucking, you got a flip phone, probably, like, 2014, I bet. 92? He pulled in a flip phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he just turned 92. Dude, that's ago. hella old. Yeah. He got his first flip phone in fucking 2014 and, like, just never fucking used it. I have it saved in my phone, like, his number. I don't know it. But mm-hmm. I called him, like, one time on it back then, didn't answer, and that was it. Probably in the, he's probably like, what the fuck's buzzing? It's in the drawer or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think my mom, like, she got it for him because he would, he would, like, fucking break down in his Jeep all over town. And he would just, well, I saw him one time when I was still living down there. So this is probably like 2010 or something. I was driving through town and I see him fucking uh, walking on on the main street. And then I see his Jeep, like, up ahead. Or it was the other way around. I passed the Jeep first. I was like, what the fuck? It was like, you know, off the road. And then I see him walking because he doesn't have a phone. So he's got to like walk to the bank and like ask the teller to use the phone. Damn. You know, or find a pay phone or some shit. So he was always you breaking just hit, down. Keep going, hit the tracker. <laughs> no, I fucking stopped. But yeah. Um, yeah, he don't. he doesn't text at all. But their house is just fucking loud as shit all the time. Like, when the phone rings, dude, it's so loud. Just, you know, every phone's going off at the same time. And then they, and he, they don't know, like, quiet the phone. Like, if they don't want to answer it, like, you know, it, it says who's calling. The caller ID thing, like, shouts it out just like the answering machine. Hell loud. It's like, call from, like, whatever it says. And, but it's usually like bullshit, you know, call from political call. Right. But then they'll just let it rings until, until it goes to voicemail. And it's so loud. It's not like, oh, I don't want to answer that silent. Just until it's done. Is it, when was the last time you were there? Like fairly recently? Yeah. Like two weeks ago. Is your room the same? No, no, my mom just changed it actually. Uh, It had been the same. Is it a room, like bed, mm-hmm. guest oh, yeah. room or something? Oh, she, she changed it, but it looks exactly the same still. She replaced the furniture. Yeah, there. trophies are back in there. Yeah. Oh, just the furniture? Literally, she like, I think she got a new bed for in there. Why? Yeah. No one has ever stayed at their house ever. Literally. And. No one? No. They've never had a guest. Since I've moved out? No. Or since, what about you live When in- I was there, I can remember. My uncle and aunt coming when I was real young and staying there. And then other than that, Your I don't think anyone's ever stayed there. Your well, friend. yeah, like sleepovers and yeah. stuff when I was little, but that's it. Dude, you know what's crazy to think like your the your family dynamic is super unique. 
and, and but also so is mine. And so when so when everyone is like super unique because you're still hella close with your family, but someone who's close that goes to dinner every Sunday would think you're not close at all. Oh, I'm not. I'm not close with them at all. But you're close, like you know, you'll talk. You you you're not close with your parents. Mm-mm. You don't tell them your emotions or anything. No. You don't tell them how business is going or nothing. Well, my mom asks, but like superficial level. It's mm. like the same question every time. Is it? Are you your mom's only kid? Mm-hmm. Huh. Super unique. Do, do, do they have it? Does she have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, she has one brother, one sister. So unique, dude. Huh. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's uh, normal for you because that's always been your life. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just like. No, it's weird. It's weird as fuck. But it's a good story. Good, unique story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Like when you go over there. What do you do? You just watch TV with I, them. I I want to leave immediately. You do yeah. not because of them, right? It's just well, like it's, the situation. I'm, yeah, it's both. I mean, it, it. Yeah, it's it's weird. You tell them you love them. Um, my mom. Yeah. Um. Yeah, when I go there, like it's just like a negative place. Usually, really? yeah, ninety-two times out of a hundred, it's a negative place to be oh crazy i never yeah. got that dude <clears throat> well yeah and it, well it's different you know your when your I'm parents there. are always different to other people you know for sure yeah but now it's just yeah it's i mean you can listen to episode one of the eating shit podcast go into it deeper there but it's just like uh i mean they're so different than me and then they like my my coach's mom and my mom are pretty similar so we've talked about it a lot but they they just don't really have like a lot going on. Yeah. So there's always it, there's some problem going on. And, that's and then the that thing. that's the thing that she has to talk about. And I'm like, I really don't want to hear about any fucking problems right Draining, now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always some bullshit. Like not, I don't think it's a problem. Like who gives a fuck? Like she's like, I can't turn the phone up louder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can barely hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when we're there, like, yeah, we do just like watch TV. It's just same shit when I grew up. Yeah. You know, but like, we'll talk a little bit more because we don't talk that often. But yeah. mostly, yeah, it's just like the TV's on. You fucking sit there, eat Miss dinner. You, wish, wishing you could go hit the pit bike track. I know. It's just beat down now. So nothing. It's, yeah, it's just flat. Is there grass in the backyard? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then does it end? Mm-hmm. I'm planting grass. Are you? You decided to? I raked it all this past week, got all the sticks and twigs out, and laid some grass seed down. I've been watering three times a day. Wow. Yeah. Talk about nothing to do. Let's get through the intro here. Takes a, takes like 10 minutes to water. And then we got to get back to your fucking pitch tips. Um <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, patreon.com slash go to bed podcast. Join now. It's Join now. Wall, dude. And if episode, you aren't so oh sorry, you go ahead. I, if you aren't gonna join, at least share the show for us. Screenshot at go to bed podcast on your story. Please. Um or don't even do that. Like TC did oh yeah, he shares in tags and he shit, shares, but he, he I mean he's coworkers. he's going old school, direct to the source. He might be door knocking for us. We don't know. 
hey, if we get some more Mormons on the show, that's what we should do is start a fucking door-to-door sales team for the show. Brother Critton, bring it home for us. Come on, Brother Ty. Full commission. (laughs) Is it first name or what is it? Brother Ty, I think, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brother Ty. Tyler. Yeah, if you guys want to do a mission or whatever, just go, you know, just hit a a suburb, any type of neighborhood in any area. doesn't really matter where. Don't do 89703. Yeah, you got the whole neighborhood already. I mean. I already, yeah, I've been knocking. One of your neighbors is a patron, so that's more than one of my neighbors. Do you know those like do not disturb things in hotels, but they do that in homes where it's like, do you believe in Jesus type? Things? Yeah, door hanger. Yeah, uh-huh. I I have a couple go to bed that I made. It says, "Do you believe in sleep?" And it's just our podcast. It mm-hmm. ding 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 ding. QR code. Nah, no, you make my type. They in. don't. They're too old. If they're accepting the door, the doorknob, it's. It's call. It's look us up on Yellow Pages. That's mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that the other day. Did you mm-hmm. Yellow Pages book? Nah. With the cars, it's got the capital on the front. I'm like what? These things are still printed. Thin as fuck, though. Is it? Yeah, it's like a magazine now. Yeah. Now, no fucking phones. the amount of strong men that can rip a phone book has gone through the roof. I can't. I can. <laughs> like I can a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> now Dylan Mulvaney can do it. Dude. <laughs> That's his next fee. It's fucking partnership with Yellow Pages. <laughs> Break the record for the first trans to rip the fucking of Yellow Book. And Dude, that's so funny. Dude, it's funny. We'll get back to the intro in just a second, folks. Oh, sorry, but, guys. Uh, dude, it's funny as fuck. Like our uh, the clips got our good editor back, which is good. Yes. Um, but you. Because I just got the clips for the episode 83, Never Forget, back. And, like, your shit is so indistinguishable. The captions are so bad. <laughs> I noticed. I could tell. I was like, this clip, that's why I commented. I was like, I'm high as fuck. Like, itching my knee or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, this is when I was that high. I could just see my butt. I looked tight and shit, yeah. you know? But some, I mean, they, they fuck up the captions a lot, which is funny. And it's just, like, way more brain damage than it's worth to, like, say, oh, at fucking <laughs> – 42 seconds change this word to whatever it's like fuck it just run it yeah but i notice on that batch of clips i'm like dude this ain't even fucking close like if you were just reading this you would have no clue what it's saying right yeah <laughs> and that even adds to it because <laughs> then you tap the sound and i'm like i'll oh, fucking slur in my shit mm-hmm. you know never right. forget yeah so um batchesupply.com gloves shirts hats hoodies all that shit this stickers this, yeah, free stickers in every all, order. Dude, say it all. We'll get back to handwritten notes as soon as I can design a new fucking card and order them. It's been on my list for three weeks. Oh, but fuck. I'll mm. do that for you tomorrow. You nah. should have just told me because I can't find it. I should have just made a new one. I'll, what I was thinking, too, is like change up the colors. Like, you know, I think it's orange and shit. Mm-hmm. On Just pink and blues and yellows, kind of like the tent. It, it's the same as the tent. It's got the – what we're talking about – is the uh, so we had a four, in there. four by six postcard that we put in every order, and on one side it gives you a code for free shipping on your next order, and then on the other side it's like half blank, and that's where we put the funny handwritten notes in every order. But I ran out of them, and then I wanted to redo it because I've re- had to reorder them before, mm. and it's fine. But I wanted to redo it because oh. um, I want to put a fucking QR code for the podcast on there. 
because the, the, the old the old one that? says listen to our podcast, but yeah. it just has the thing. But I was like, fuck that. Let's put the QR so you can scan it, and then anyone that orders bad touch that don't know about the show, they can scan in and listen. It's a great idea. How do you do that? Well, we can do that. There's a fucking QR code for a Spotify playlist on it right now that looks like shit because we couldn't figure out how to make it look good, but it still worked. Hmm. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, we could just make it better anyway. So then I was like, oh, I'll just like change some shit around, but we can't find the fucking editable file. I only have the one that you can print. Okay, I was just going to ask you, like, how do you reorder it if we don't have the file? I have the PDF. Okay, I and see. And I thought, maybe you have to save it a certain way. I thought that in Photoshop, you could edit layers in a PDF, but mm-hmm. I opened it up in Photoshop, and it was just the one layer. Mm-mm. Yeah, you can't, but um, I could do that for you tomorrow. All right, dude, four by six. I'll remind you. Put on your calendar since you had nothing on it this week for JP's calendar of the week. Even though I had to do, I was filming and editing and shit working. Nothing. I know it doesn't look like it, but I actually made a really sick camera rig to film the tailgate pad for Census. Mm-hmm. I had these like 10 foot long two by fours and stuff, and I like strapped it to the side of the car. Picture, picture it going in the, a four door truck in the rear window passenger side and stopping like, in the middle of the passenger front um, seat, mm-hmm. and then that strapped in between the frame of the fr- front and back window, and then the angle of that goes straight out to the tailgate with a camera at the tailgate. So what we did is all the backgrounds and everything on the tailgate would be different, but the camera's the same. So it'd be like, chick, 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 you know, like switch. Mm-hmm. It was hella sick. I took fucking took a lot to make and think of dude it was so hard like how am i gonna get this shot to never move but we can go through water and fucking dirt roads and shit oh, i can't I move at yeah. all i see it's all taped up and shit it was it was um it should have been featured on shitty rigs the instagram it's like rigs to hold cameras that are like holy shit how's that working everyone should follow that shitty rigs it's super funny there's Should have just fucking shit. run a GoPro and fucking stuck it to the back window. With a pole or something? like With the suction. Su- but but you have to get over. I was going to. I did have an Insect 360 suction uh, to it. But you have to get far away that it, the weight of the suction. It's like the suction doesn't hold it enough. And the fish eye just didn't look right. It needed to be. Zoomed in more, not not as bubbly a mm. look. So I I had to do. I used my drone. I was like, the gimbal, the drone should help with the. I just taped my drone to it. Nice. It was pretty sick. Fired up. Fire. Mm. Oh shit! Turn it <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> I did have it's. It is like, but it's not going. Right. It's a pretty good camera, dude. On the drones, I was like, wow, it's. This is so fun. And Better I'm going to take two weeks off after this. <laughs> and this took all day. I, mean, I got two weeks off. I got to take a this. vacation, yeah. <laughs> so, badtestify.com and also Go to Bed Podcast is now brought to you by Carson Raceway. Yeah, the shittiest, uh, what would you even call it, go-kart rental thing? Cart. Yeah, go-kart track. Horrible, horrible <laughs> service. <laughs> That's so sick. All right, back to your fucking pitch, dude. So who are you calling? Run me through this again. Well, I didn't really pitch. I just kind of, 
when I started to pitch is when I was like, I shouldn't have gone, said these I know, last but few like, words. You you were calling who and for what reason? I was calling the VP of Duncan Golf, mm-hmm. TJ Duncan, and just pitching, hey, like, pretty much was saying, you guys have nothing online because they don't. You know, they have no, they have Duncan Management Instagram for all their courses. But if if you follow that, it's like they post Eagle Valley's having a, Frisky Friday thing and Wolf Creek's having this. Like anytime I went to Eagle Valley, I never knew Duncan Golf. Like it should just be like Eagle Valley's page is posting it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really say that, but I was like, I could give advice and get content for you for your social media page. Like I let, I flowed better than I talk like this. I prepared myself. I drank some water and shit. You, you think? But I Maybe. wish we had a recording of that fucking voicemail because I guarantee you it's terrible. If anyone knows TJ Duncan, he has it. <laughs> he he lives over here. How'd you get his number? Jeff, his dad, Jeff Duncan. I met him at the Eagle Valley. Okay. And I pitched to him, and he was like, "Cool, yeah, I contact my son." <laughs> he we just bought a new fucking course in Auburn. I'm like, what better way to t- fucking tell people than photos and videos? Yeah. You know what I mean, like. Pitcher's so, worth a thousand words and Twitter gives you fucking three fifty or something. So first of all, like we said, don't leave a voicemail. Second, triple dial his fucking ass. Always triple dial. Call three in a row. Three in a row. Yep. You know why? It's important to them, like, oh shit, this is what is this or something, right? Yeah. Makes but sense. most mostly because like there's so many robocalls. Like, you know, everyone's phone, at least mine, I don't know about everyone, but, like, I get, Wes's is the worst. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with his shit, but literally his phone rings all day long from Jacksonville area code numbers. Huh. It's so weird, but I get a lot of them, too. Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah. Um, But robocallers never call twice because it's on a dialer. Mm. They're just clicking play. And then it, if you don't answer, it goes on to the next phone number that's in their system. So mm. if you call someone even two times, like the answer rate is crazy higher. On than, three? Well, even just two, oh. but definitely on three. And that's the same thing too. Like it's important. And then <clears throat> sometimes I've had this happen one time when I triple dialed a, a buyer in uh, Alabama. Same thing, like the big, big fucking deal guy, you know, like the has done thousands of deals and I found his direct phone number and I fucking called him three times in a row and he answered and he was in a meeting and he still answered because he's like, the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. And he was kind of pissed. And I've luckily I, I saw a video on this before and they were like, yeah, if anyone gets pissed when you do that, just tell him like, Oh yeah, I don't know what's going on with the phone. Like some, something keeps something weird's happening with the phone. But anyway, and then you just move on into whatever so that you're not like... Like, it's not making a noise for me on mm-hmm. this end. Yeah. I just call and call again yeah. until I got dial yeah. or ring back. But And then, so always <clears throat> always do that. And then, um, so you had a great opener already because you got the number from his dad. So it's not like, it's a cold call, but it's, that's well, a great way to open it. Well, the number was... Duncan Management's office. He's like, just listen. You'll one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine are different numbers. You'll listen and you'll hear TJ, the VP, press mm-hmm. nine, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And so it wasn't really his direct number. Right. Anyone could just listen to that menu mm-hmm. and hit TJ, you know? Yeah, but either way, you have instead of just like, hi, TJ, I'm JP. It's oh. like you can treat it more like you know him already because it's like, hey, your dad or whatever the guy's name is. Hey, he told me to reach out to you about yeah. the new course in Auburn. Um, he said that you guys might be interested in in getting some photos and videos for that. But also – um, like you have to make him, I'd have to sit there and actually write it how I think it would go the best. But a big key is like getting him to volunteer that he wants that instead of you just telling him like, this it. would be good for you because right. he's not asking for it. If he reached out to you, yeah. then yeah. But since you're reaching out to him, he doesn't know who you are. The dad helps with like at least he'll listen to you if you name drop his dad and say that he told me to reach out to you directly. And then you can say, you know, something about the new course, but then you would have to, you're saying the same thing, but it's almost backwards where you get him, you'd have to ask him like, would it make sense to do this? Or like, would you be opposed to doing this? We use that a lot because when, when you're on like a sales call, People's guards are up no matter what. Mm-hmm. So then when when you ask them a question, no matter what the question is, people's initial response is always a no. So when you say, would you be opposed to this? It's a, it's a flip-flop on that because then they say they want to say no, but that's actually yes, right? It's like, would you be opposed to learning more about this or whatever? And they're mm-hmm. like, no, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Okay, great. That's the same thing as like, mm-hmm. You know, do you want to learn more about this? People will be like, no, nah, I'm not interested. But right. you just got them to say yes by saying no. Right. So there's Damn. like a couple of little tricks like that where you could really improve the the rate on like getting the next step. And also, I don't have to really cold call too many people. Um, I guess I did. I do use this. I didn't even think about it. But whoa, dude! <coughs> what? <coughs> nothing (laughs) sorry for everyone just listening out there um i i've seen some really good videos on like people that do like b2b sales where they're you know calling other businesses and stuff and dealing with people like you're talking about that are like higher ups and usually those people like they don't have time to sit there and talk to a cold call even if it's something that they might be interested in. So the point is to like have your shit dialed and get off the phone as fast as possible and not even pitch on that first one. It's just oh like God. boom, boom, boom and get off. And I would do that with the buyers too. If you can tell that they don't have time to talk or something, you just like get right to the point and be like, you know, would you be interested in taking a look at that? Cause I'm talking about a deal. And they're just like, yeah, they're like, cool. I already got your email. I'll send you an email right now. And they're like, oh, okay, perfect. I know that's what I gotta do. So let me walk you through this. I, 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 I called that guy. I left that voice now. <clears throat> Sent the Instagram a message. He said, he, he said, yeah, email me. We work, we work together. I used to manage like Carson Motorsports. So I'm like, oh fuck yeah, Chris. I email Chris. We set up a call. That wasn't good. I didn't really have to pitch. I mainly asked him questions because I'm not mm-hmm. really good at pitching. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, like, what's up with the Instagram? Oh, I, cr- I just created one for blah, blah, blah. I I tell him, hey, look, this is how much I can get like a mountain bike world. I don't know what's, I don't, 
want to put a number out there and you guys go, whoa, what the fuck? We've never paid a photographer that, you know, every <clears throat> industry is different, but this is what I could get here. So let me know, kind of like trying to be a little bit upfront, transparent so that they they come back with like, thanks for letting us know, but that isn't too, just so mm-hmm. I can at least like not just get a no. But I got to know, or not really a no. So I did all that. Okay, cool. Write me an email of what we just said. I'm going to tell, we have a meeting on Thursday. Boom, Thursday happens. I do a nice email with photos of what it could look like, reference videos. It was like a nice, perfect little high school fucking PowerPoint thing. Mm -hmm. Friday, how'd the meeting go? Email, boom, nothing back. And he said he wants to work. I want to work with you. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Cool. Talk about Mike Mason a little bit. Connect the dots. You know, brah, brah, brah. No, Don't hear anything. Tuesday, send another email. Just following up to see what's up. You know, not really like that, but nicer. Mm-hmm. And then Friday again did it. And then what's today? Thursday. I did one last Friday, so I'm already two and a half weeks. This will be my third week from the phone call. I'm doing it every Friday. Mm-hmm. Which I actually should do it Wednesday night since they have a meeting on Thursday, as I just thought about. Fresh or Thursday morning, I should just do. Yeah. Every Thursday morning. So it's in his head before he talks to the dogs, you know? The dogs. The big dogs. Yeah. I'd right. have to think about that. I think definitely like you went in like unprepared almost. For sure. Because you like you you created that email and, and proposal and stuff. But I mean now you have it since you created it. But just like save that in a Google Doc or something. Mm-hmm. And so you have it ready to go. Next time you do a call like that with someone else, have that shit in your email teed up, ready to go with their name in it, even if you don't have their email yet. Because that's like number one objection you're going to get with someone like in a cold call or even a warm call situation like that. They'll be like, oh, yeah, I might be interested. Email me. That's I'm getting off the phone now. That that doesn't mean that they're interested, even though he did say that in this case that he's interested. But yeah. you'll hear that over and over. I say that to people all the time. Like, yeah, can you email me? Because mm-hmm. then I can review it later. Yeah. But it's also a no right now. Yeah. So. What the, the key to that and making you look really good is have that shit teed up, ready to go. Be like, yeah, sure. No problem. What's, what's a good email for you? And he'll tell you, be like, type it in and be like, boom. Okay. Awesome. I just sent that email. So he already has it before you're even off the phone. Uh, and then there's, I'm sure there's ways to handle that to keep him on the phone if you really wanted to. Now that he already has the email to review, if it wasn't like, Hey, I got to get off the phone right now. Just email it to me. Mm. Um, be like, he kind of was like that though. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Like that could have already been sent, but then also like your pricing, like it doesn't really matter like industry or whatever, because it's you, like it's, it's whatever you want to charge. Yeah. And I just get nervous at getting shut down because it's too much. Right. But now, so like you told him like, yeah, I get this over here, but like I'm flexible. So already you're not going to get that much from them. True. Already. Like that, that's not even possible now because they're, you already told them you'll do it for less. Yeah. Yeah. But now also he doesn't really have like a solid thing to go to the bosses with because like you gave him like a wishy price. I was on the phone when I sent the email, it was a, there wasn't a lower. I, on the phone, I, for easy numbers, let's just say like, 
I could get a thousand bucks, but for you guys, I'll do 600, mm-hmm. you know, or 400, 500. Mm-hmm. And then in that email, I go, if you guys want me for one day, it's going to be mm-hmm. 600 or five days a month for a retainer. That's, mm-hmm. I did two options. I said, you can have me one day for this or five days for this. And this is what you get within each day, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I think in the future, like obviously you want the retainer yeah. thing, but like if if I didn't know you and also like we're brand new to marketing this thing, like we just created the Instagram stuff, there's very, very little shot that they would ever go for a retainer. They're going to want to date you first. Right, right. So right. They're go- they're, that's not even going to be an option for them. So you might as well just not even clutter up the email with it. What you should do is get your foot in the door and then provide them like above and beyond what you even promised mm-hmm. and then like blow them away. Then they're going to be like, oh, sick. And then on like higher number three or four, after you do that a couple times, it's going to be much easier to pitch the retainer because now you know that they want what you're selling. Yeah, true. I just was getting all golf fucking in the, oh, like, dude, I have to make money for them. Yeah. You know, and it, then also, um, I was going to say, that's so a good you, idea. I'm when you're on with, the phone with them too, like yeah. you just have to dial this in and simplify it because it's copy and paste for whoever you're talking about. It golf, doesn't have to be golf. Motor, yeah. It's any business that you're talking to right. that you haven't worked with before. And then when you're on the phone, you just have to be confident in your pricing too. But there's ways psychologically that you can make it seem like a much better deal. Um, you know, you like, even though you firmed up the number in the email, that's good. Like yeah. on the phone, you have to just like, this is what it is. But before that, let me think of what, how you could phrase it. It would be like a high anchor. We use a low anchor when we offer it's the other way around, but you could be like, <clears throat> you could be like, you're going to explain like exactly what they're going to get. So you're like explaining the service or whatever once you get to that point in the conversation. And then they're going to ask you, how much is it? Your response to that should be like, well, it's pretty expensive. And they or like emphasize it like, you know, uh, how would I say it? It's like, you know, for a, for a photographer or something like that, it's really expensive. And then you drop the price on them. Because I learned this from Alex Hormozzi on one of his videos. Fucking awesome dude. Um, Because one, um, everyone has a different expectation of what really expensive is, depending on who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. You know, you could talk to some fucking nobody and be like, it's really expensive. It's 50 bucks. And they'd be like, fuck, you know. Or you could talk to Alex Hormozzi and be like, it's really expensive. It's 50 bucks. And he'd be like. What are you talking about? Like I wipe my ass with 50 bucks. I see. So just personal but, preference. But of. you have now psychologically um prepared them for like a high number, whatever that is to them. So then if you come in and you're like, you know, it's really expensive. You've explained exactly what they're gonna get. There's no like, well, do we do this? Do we do this? Whatever. It's really expensive. It's six hundred bucks. Either he's gonna be like, that's not that bad. Like that's way less than I was expecting. Now he thinks that he's going to win mm-hmm. or that was already expensive to him anyway. So you have now just like confirmed, like you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
So it's just a little trick of like, um, like closing more people depending on who they are. And it doesn't hurt the people that like do think that that's really expensive for what it is. Right. Okay, cool. Cause I got another golf course. I can, I'm, I'm getting my way to the right guy. I can feel it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to. That's another good point too, is like, make sure you're talking to the right person, like the decision maker, whoever that might be. And like, I always know whenever I'm on a sales call, I know if the guy on the other end knows his shit when they start the call with that in some regard, or it's like right towards the beginning of the call. With what? Like uh, the last time I heard it, um, I'm surprised fucking, I signed up for a, a thing with Pineda Media, which is Ryan Pineda's like media company where they do TikToks and shit for you. Mm-hmm. And like, I think when he starts a business, it's not as dialed as it should be. And it's funny. I just got texts from the salesperson today and I had this call like a month or six weeks ago. And I was like thinking about it. And I listen to Ryan's podcasts all the time and he talks about all this different shit. And he said something in a podcast a few weeks ago where I was like, oh, I bet he doesn't have the sales process dialed yet for Pineda Media because it's brand new. And I was like, that guy never even followed up with me. Mm. But also when I did the call, knowing how good and a, a good of a salesperson Ryan is and also like, you know, he has like a sales manager for all of his companies because they all have like trained salespeople in them. He has a business that's the exact same as ours with trained salespeople. So I was like, if I get on the phone, like this motherfucker is going to try to close me like hard. And he did, he wasn't bad, but he made a fatal mistake at the beginning of the call. He didn't confirm that I was the decision maker Mm. in this. And how do you confirm that? By asking. Are you the decision maker? Well, you wouldn't put it like that, but how we do it in ours, you know, we're talking to the seller and when you're selling a house, it's a big decision. So Always we're checking public record to see who's on title because that's physically who needs to sign. So those people are obviously decision makers. We need to get them on board no matter what, even if they don't give a shit. But 90% of the time, there are people that don't need to sign that are still influencing the decision. So it's not even a decision maker. It's an influencer. So first we confirm that whoever we're talking to is either one of the owners. This is the first time we talked to them. One of the owners or – Um, you know, if they inherited it or something that they probably, we can't confirm it like on the fly like that. Sometimes they probably can sell this property. Then towards the end of the call, we set the appointment. But when we set an appointment, that's our opportunity to close exactly what we're talking about here Uh with you to do the deal. So how many appointments have I gone on before I learned any of this shit where the fucking both sellers aren't even there. It's like you physically can't close. I can't get both signatures or it's one seller. You get to the end of the appointment and what does everyone fucking say, including everyone listening to this when they've been on a sales call with something, what, what's the response? Uh, So let me get my wallet. Well, yeah, that would be a good response, but what's the, I'll think about it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll think about it. Yeah. And it's like, well, that that means that we didn't do our job up front on all these things because there is no thinking about it. Like they've already thought about it. It's already a done deal. Like no one really needs to think about it. And usually, always, it's something that we didn't uncover up front. But with, you know, like the decision maker thing for me and for this back to the Pineda media call, 
the guy, he asked about the business up front and I told him up front, like, yeah, me and my partner do this. That should have been a instant red flag for him that I have a business partner. This is for our business. And at the end of the call, I can say, all right, I got to talk to my partner about it. And I knew when he didn't do that, I was like, I got an out at the end of this. He's not going to close me. Because right. he's not talking to the right person. Right? At least he's not talking to both oh. of my people. Because so I don't do have do? the authority to make that decision without talking to Wes about it. And just so you know, Wes, he does if he really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I could have pulled out the card and told him later, but but no, that's easy, you know, for because I wouldn't I wouldn't make the decision without him anyway. Right. Uh, and then I've I've also this kid that we hired for our Facebook ads that was a great salesperson, and he it was funny because he was an acquisition manager for a company that, you know, flips and wholesales. So he was a trained salesperson. He knows exactly how our sales process. And I could tell right off the bat, I was like, fuck, this kid's good. Because as soon as we started the call, that was one of his first questions. Like, I forgot how he phrased it, but it was the decision maker question. So, so like. He rescheduled the call. He did? Yeah. And that's what we would do too. Yeah. Because like when we set an appointment, that I've, I forgot to mention how we say it. We always say like, um, because if it's like, are you the only decision maker? It sounds like very salesy or like, oh, oh, they're going to like fucking close me at this appointment. It's like, well, yeah, that's the whole point. But it has to be like low pressure on the outside. Yeah. So we, we say like, we set the appointment. If it's, you know, two people on title, we make sure both of them are there. If one of them's not available, we don't go on the appointment unless they're there. Or they can call in, you know, if it's like a weird situation where they cannot be there. We only go when the signers can be there. And then further than that, we say, um, would anyone be upset with you if you sold the house without telling them about it? Because that's not like a signer. Oh, that's a good That's a good way. That Because then. Like, would when, anyone be upset if you hired me without telling them? Yeah, but. Yeah. I mean, that might be a way to put it, but I think more often than not, like when you're doing B2B, What's you, B2B? business to business, like oh, you're gotcha. a business and you're selling gotcha. to another business. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we are a business selling to a consumer, Person. B2C. Yeah. Um, but, you you yeah. need to be like, when you're going through your pitch, you have to be talking to whoever can make that decision. And I know that I've, I've never had to deal with it, but like that's a big thing with cold calling B2B is like d- getting through the gatekeepers, yeah. like assistants and secretaries and then like, you know, someone who's going to take a call for them. But then you go through this whole shit, you get to the end of it and they're like, all right, cool. I'll run it by the team. And it's <laughs> and like, that's, what happened that's to me. exactly what happened. So now I'm thinking as you were saying that, I'm going to come back. I'm going straight to TJ mm-hmm. because the VP – if I like above the VP is maybe the CEO and CFO who probably are just going to put it on the VP anyways. They're like, they're not doing like the marketing or, you know, they're just like big, big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I come back and three call TJ with that ready to go, mm-hmm. it'd be sick to see Chris and be like, What's up, bro? God, we're working together. Like, what's yeah. up with the follow? Like, why didn't you get back to me? I but, had to go to yeah. your boss. And that's the thing. It's <clears> like <throat> you have to understand, like, how companies are structured and, like, how many people work there to try to get an idea of who it might be first. Yeah. Because. I got lucky with Je- the dad, Jeff. For sure. But you don't know right now if, I mean, the dad told you to hit up the son, but 
that could have easily been like, I don't want to talk to you right now. Oh yeah, just fucking hit up the sun, you know? Oh no, we were drinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How that's that was my first thought when you said that. I was like, oh, he was trying to get rid of you. But then how you explained it, I was like, oh no, he was like genuinely Mm -hmm. interested. But you never know if he was like just trying to get rid of you. That's the same as like send me an email, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, you should talk to my son. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But who knows, like if the son is actually the the decision maker. So for all you know, the company could be big enough where Chris is actually the decision maker and he has a budget and he can, like, he has the authority to make decisions like that without running it up the chain. Mm -hmm. And that was his way of not telling you no. He was also two weeks into his job. Brand new. He told me they've never had a marketing position. They had to create one. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was their first person, and yeah, he so he does. Me, he's not going to have that authority yet. No, and he said they're super old school. Like they're like, we should get some new photos for our website, and I'm like, websites <laughs> almost like yellow pages. People don't mm-hmm. just go there right away unless you're booking a tea time or like using it. They're not going to be like, what's the course look like? Mm-hmm. EagleValley.com. Right. They're going to Google Images. Eagle mm-hmm. Valley. So, yeah. so like that would have been. You really just have to understand like what is your goal outcome of whenever you're on the phone with someone? Because you don't have to have like a script. You just have to have points that you're hitting because that would have been perfect because you're talking to him casually. And that's how all these conversations should go. At least like your upfront ones like this. And he's like, yeah, I've only been here for two weeks. They created the marketing position. That would have been a perfect opportunity to be like, Oh, like tell me more about how that works. So like when you, like, do they, are they just like giving you a budget and you could do like whatever you want with it? Or, and then he's going to be like, well, no, like I have to, you know, this is how it works. And like, this person has to approve it and blah, blah, blah. And you could have got the answer to your question mm-hmm. without even asking about it. You you yeah. were just asking about his job, his new job that he's excited about. Yeah. And he could have just given it up right away. Like, yeah, dude, they gave me 20 grand and I can do whatever I want with it. Now, when you (laughs) get to the end of the call and he's like, all right, well, I got to run it by everyone. You can politely be like, oh, I, I, yeah, at the beginning of the call, you said that you had the 20 K budget and you could pretty much do whatever you want with it. I I didn't think that you had to run it up the chain and he's either going to look like a dumbass because he lied to you or he's lying to you right now. Yeah. Or he goes, no, they gave me that, but I just have to get it approved. Like, yeah, I have that budget and everything. I just need to get it approved, you mm-hmm. know, like signed off that I have you. And you know, there's always something weird. I feel like that's mm-hmm. like, that's like easy way. But I think I might triple call TJ on Monday, dude, with the, with that PowerPoint thing I set up, mm-hmm. make it even a little bit better though. I yeah. can make it a little bit better because I really want to do some golf stuff. Be sick to film, uh, I f- finally, I've, I've been getting some more golf stuff, and I'm finding like the people like me in mountain biking and in, in golf, like mm-hmm. they they create content for Puma and it's like you, Ricky Fowler. Have you heard that golfer? Mm-hmm. Did I talk about how he linked with Troy Lee? He's a he moto used to race guy. moto. Yeah, B class. He was at the U.S. Open, this big golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Troy Lee made custom P- Puma shoes for him. Oh yeah, all like American flags and like. Kind of like that race font where it says like speed and stuff, but it says like golf shit and it's mm. Ricky like stuff like that. I'm like that is so sick, and th- there's a video on it, 
And someone like that is like someone like me who made that video. Mm-hmm. His name's AJ. Found him and he's buddies with all, he's playing golf with Cinderella. And I'm like, oh, what a, he maybe made that connection, you know? Yeah. Fucking AJ, I'm, I'm jealous of that, dude. Did you reach out to him? AJ? Mm-hmm. No, he no, I just, like, I would, I do, but I say, like, this was sick. Or, mm-hmm. like, I love that transition. I don't say, like, hey, hire yeah, hire well, me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good, though. At least you're, like, getting in front of him. Mm-hmm. Build it up for later. I need. I just need him to follow me, though, mm-hmm. so he can see my work, but it'll come. Yeah. But, yeah, you could just, like, stay alert for what he might need, you know? Mm-hmm. If it's not – I mean, he's not going to post, likely. Like, I need this, but mm-hmm. just, like, following him and knowing what he's doing, you might be able to pick up on something – or just offer him something that you've noticed that he's missing or something like that. And then that would be your in mm-hmm. because you're giving him something. You're not asking for it. Yeah. And then he's going to be like, dude, this guy's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I do need to get something like that. Duncan golf, local stuff would be sick, but the, the big dogs are traveling like on every tournament, you know, with mm-hmm. Puma and Callaway. Yeah. It'd be sick. Yeah. Callaway's the dopest brother. I love that logo. Can you know how it looks? Mm-hmm. All old English. Yeah, gangster, huh? <laughs> That's pretty gangster in the golf world. Probably it's from the fucking eighteen hundreds. Maybe Callaway Golf, Scotland's finest. Scotland? No, I don't know, oh. but I think golf started started there, right? I don't know. Pretty sure. One of the oldest. My my cousin's getting married over there next year, and my dad's like, "We have it's a four hour trainer. I did the oldest golf course in the world. We have to play." I'm like, that'd be fucking sick. One of the first ones that ever, that's like the first, what's the first dirt bike race ever? Like a legit race. It's not a circle track. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think that you guys would fucking do that. And it would be a repeat of the, the Conway mammoth skate park. It was like, it's going to be so sick, but you have no clue what it looks like. Yeah. It's just a piece of shit. It's like worse than Eagle Valley by far. I think it's a hot, it's a high end thing now because of that. Yeah. And like that type of sports, like it's like everything in golf is where it's like aged with fine wine is like the term for everything. Like, you know, it's all yippity and stuff, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you'd fit right in. Puma isn't that as yippity. <laughs> no, I'm not. I would not fit in at all. I would shake things all. up. Yeah. I think it'd, I'd be perfect to be in this sport. I don't know golf. anywhere where you fit in. That's the thing. That's why you're a cartoon character, because you stand out. I fit in right in 89703, brother. I used to see my neighbors. They're all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> About 80% of my block doesn't work, and I'm in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except they're all retired. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, you guys don't work either. They're like, yeah, we just fucking retired from the state two years ago. Yeah. Well, sick. My dad did too. <laughs> we have so much in common. <laughs> there is a, there is a, uh, I forgot what a father and son that own a business. There's a handyman down the street. I found he's bringing his trailer home and it's his handyman. I'm like, fuck yeah. I ever have anything I'm gonna ask homie right there mm-hmm. Kurt the other retired motocross fan down the streets like legendary mechanic Kurt oh, let me <laughs> legendary let me see if you recognize this last name because I finally looked his who owns the property mm-hmm. um next to me I wanted to see his last name for your the renters that you don't like 
Uh, no, I know them. I know the owner of that. Susan, but. <laughs> Susan. So your other side? Yeah. Is this Kurt's house? What? Where is my neighborhood? On? Oh, here we are. Yeah, Kurt's house. And he's like, my, I remember him from racing, dude. Like, car, all the way from Carson track. Hinkle. Mm-mm. Kurt Hinkle. I'm just giving his full name out. He's hella dope. He'll kill you if you go in his house, though. He's, he looks like a guy that's like, you get on the bad side, and he's like, fuck that guy forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So funny. Yeah, he, he he hates that no one that I talk to him every week about Moda, and I'm like, what do you think about Kenny coming back? He's like, oh, dude, just shows that fucking jet isn't even that good. He's like, what the fuck's up with Ferrandis and fucking Webb? They're riding like pussies, dude. And Ken Roxon comes off the couch and battles Jet. He's like, if Sexton and Tomac was there, it wouldn't be like this. He's like, what the fuck's up with Ferrandis? <laughs> and I'm like, you're sick. He's like, have a good day, dude. Just walk so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Sparks it up. <laughs> the funniest part was, remember two years ago, they had that black guy supercross, and he'd always be like saying dumb shit. The commentator, yeah. yeah. When I first moved in, I was talking about supercross, and he's like, "Dude, supercross going fucking woke. We got black people announcing this shit." I'm like, "Whoa, dude!" He's like, "Used to be hot chicks and just winning and like parties and shit, like core shit, core." And I'm like, "You are right, dude. Like, they they kind of are going to. They're getting these random people that don't really know the sport into it. It's like blowing it for the fans, but better for the mainstream." Mm-hmm. And I, I, he's like. He's like the guy that's like, fucking, I grew up racing moto, and that ain't what it about. You see me, I'll show up TT track, fucking six-pack of beer, and fucking slam them before moto one. Wouldn't even hit practice. I'd show up for the fucking pro practice with clean bike only. <laughs> you remember how they had announced yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, late practice was clean bikes only. Yeah. Yeah. And your dumbass would be out there with two bikes. That's Snake. the hack, <laughs> You ride the practice in. bike in the first practice and the race bike in the second practice. Yeah. Yeah. Looking snake. Now nah, I'd be lucky to even get to practice. <clears throat> and you got two bikes. You could pull it off. I got one of them out of here. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh-oh, so it's uh, only the Yami? Shout out to Harley from Motosource. Oh, he bought it? No, he's doing it for me, though. He's doing what? Yeah, I, te- I keep telling you guys, lazy as fuck. Is he selling? I know you... You're, it's something I forgot what it is. But. Nah, I just hit him up because I was like, I just been overwhelmed, bunch of shit at yeah. work, and then uh, an increase. I was just talking to Chris about this this morning too. I was like, we have like major problems come up at work. I can once we go behind the paywall, I can talk about one of them. But um, that was one I had to explain to him this morning. Do you have that in an hour? <clears throat> I, I move it all the time, but yeah, we're right past an hour right now i that's that's i always wonder because that's a good indication like that's let's say last time we you cut it was right there mm-hmm. that's where you move it yeah yeah that so was when i time. see that we're out near the paywall time mm-hmm. you can look at the time too <laughs> it's just it an hour me every yeah time. it's if it says two like now we're one hour and three minutes in yeah and if we're not behind the paywall you guys are fucking Lucky, pretty much stealing from us. Dude, they got a fucking ten thousand dollars sales training for free for the first Straight hour, up. and then we're gonna get into some fucking some I'd good be fuckery. If someone in a uses that info more than me. <laughs> yeah, no one apply that. That was only That's for Pete. For me, I need to land that deal, and then you guys can run with it. 
<laughs> Someone else cold calls that same guy. He's like, would you be opposed to hiring me? He's like, no, not at all. <laughs> Gets Tag it. Us. Yeah. Look at the thing. Speaks for the trading. I landed the golf gig for JP. Posting a check for 600 550 is what they, they undercut you by 50 No, bucks. it's three grand retainer. Yeah. A month. A month. Yeah. yeah. They're like, dude, they're like, I guess I got to buy a camera now. And golf clubs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Motherfuckers. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah. Well, I was talking to Chris this morning cause I was overwhelmed and, um, or I've been overwhelmed and then I got all this fucking like little things that like pile up you like stuff around here. And I was like, it's funny because like the little things bug me and piss me off more than the big problems because they're just like extra and like, they're not important to me. And then those are the ones that I'm like, these aren't critical and i just don't want to deal with them and i don't like have to right away and then i then i end up with this fucking long ass list of all this shit i want and have to do yeah and so like you know handle that bike was one of them because every time i walk into the garage to do orders for bad touch like a few times a week i see that thing sitting there and then it just fucking pisses me off I'm like god damn it i forget about it i'm like god damn it god damn it it's all the bars are all bent up still from when i crashed like yeah. three months ago and then, so I put it on my list and then I was just thinking like, who can help me with this? Who, not how? Great book, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's up there. I was like, oh, I just saw Harley. I'm like, well, he's a fucking mechanic. Like, I'm sure he could, he could help me. I don't know if he will. So I just DM'd him and I was like, Hey, can you do this for me? And I was like, I told him like, I'll pay you. I was like, if you can sell, I'll just pay you 10% of whatever you can sell it for. And he was like, yeah, sure. And so he came and picked it up. I just gave him the fucking graphics. And I got to gotta sync up with him this week because I still have to buy the bars and stuff. Uh, right, but, you know. He probably just grabbed bars off the shop. Is he at Monosaur still? <laughs> yeah. He probably just did that and kept the receipts or something. Hopefully. That's why I told him. I was like, just put whatever on it. And I was like, it just needed. I was like, here are the graphics. Fucking Motosport specials. Generic Honda ones. And then... uh I had an air filter for her. I was like, you can throw that in there. And then I was like, yeah, it just needs a fucking bars and grips. Yeah. I was like, just whatever you guys got, just put that shit on there and fucking sell it. And that's all good. I don't give a shit. And I was like, and then clearly I'm not in a rush. So <laughs> whenever you have extra time, it's good with me. He's like, all right, cool. That is cool. I saw yeah. you got new boots. It looks sick. He did? He got like red, white, and blue Alpine Star boots. Oh, yeah. Looks, they look dope. I like the colorway. And I don't know what fucking tech they are, but they're fucking <laughs> sick. Yeah, dude, you're not even a fan of the sport. Probably tech 13s. Yeah, <laughs> tech 23s. What's the highest tech? 12s? Mm-mm. 10s? 10s, I think. I'm not a fan of sport either, but. You watch the Nationals at all? Or? Nah. No. So you didn't see Kenny come out? Or you see highlights? No. So uh-huh. Kenny came back from one race, was beating jet for a while he did jet did end up passing him stuff but it wasn't like he was pass like they battled for like three or four laps mm-hmm. rocks and passed him back good like good shit you know and they were like 12 seconds in front of cinderella it's mm-hmm. like what the fuck is up with everyone else you know ask your neighbor Ah, oh, he's fucking pissed. Yeah. He's fucking, it's all for Endes' fault. I don't know what the fuck's up with them. And fucking GP. Get those GP guys out of here. They're all fucking 10th, 11th, 12th. It's like, didn't Fernandes win title last year? Yeah, so. or two years ago, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. He's showing what that Yami can do, though. I saw the 2024 Suzuki's came out. Did an electric start? Nope. 
They don't. Nope. <laughs> they, they and they. The, what's crazy is that Suzuki doesn't say anything about. They don't go. They don't. At least say you don't want to. Just say we don't want electric start. We all want Kickstarters, and I don't think that's a major that. key. He, Roxon was in the lead. Fell. It was like it was probably like twenty eight minutes in, bro. He had like six laps to go. Kicking, kicking goes all the way to ninth. Kicking, kicking. He's all tired. You can see him like after the sixth yeah. kick. He's like, fuck this, kick, kick. Dude, I was just thinking <laughs> that like brought me back when you said that how shitty it is when you crash in a race and then you gotta fucking oh. go, and then that sound of the brr, 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 oh. like the low on a 450. And I was just like, I was like, damn, when's the last time I fucking kicked the bike? In Long a race time. in a race setting. When you're amped up, especially had to have been in 2011 was the last. Or no, I had a Suzuki in 2013. Maybe then, but 10 years it's been. Fucking get the fuck with it. Suzuki. Crazy. Yeah, they. he did end up getting second overall, but he either way, he would have got second overall, 1-1. One, one, you know, you can't beat that. But he went to ninth, and he could have. They were like 13 seconds. He probably kicked it four times before third place past him and then it was kind of like third fourth fifth sixth seven you know mm-hmm. boom out the, there but fuck and he was on the podium at the end saying like i was so tired kicking that thing like that thing just fucking wore me out he actually admitted it on the podium like i'm still wow. kickstart kenny but i was fucking gas kicking that thing and everyone's just pressing a button dude <laughs> oh dude unreal it's crazy Can't yeah they gotta it. be fucking broke for sure we gotta be, dude. I swear. Every every Thursday, when I need it, because we're gonna do the show, yeah. and so sometimes I'm like, "Fuck, what are we gonna talk about?" Like, I need some, I need some good topics. And like, some weeks I just throughout the week I get them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that'll be great." Fuck yeah, that'll be great. And then other weeks it's like Thursday at five thirty. I'm like, "Fuck, I don't, I didn't like." think of any topics this week i'm like fuck and that was today i was like fuck what are we going to talk about and i swear every time that happens fucking god places something in front of me on the way home that's it for now motherfuckers if you want to hear the full episodes go over to patreon.com slash go to bed podcast and subscribe two dollars two dollars is all it takes to support your boys subscribe get the full episodes and we'll see you next week Cut that check, cut that check, cut that check, cut that check. I need my check, I need my check, I need my check, I need my check.